This is Emmanuel Today, taking steps toward God's possible in your life. It's now time for you to sit back and prepare for insights on your walk with Christ. Let's join today's message right now. Darkness. What happens to people in the dark? There's a loss of perspective. Where are we? What's around us? Are we alone? Is everything going to be okay? No way to know where we're at. There's a loss of confidence. We can't confidently walk anywhere because we're we're uncertain about our next steps. There could be a sense of loneliness where we feel isolated and alone. And it can lead to fear, make us make up what could happen, scenarios in our head, and we're uncertain about what to do. Friends, nations have run into these scenarios where fear spread like wildfire and fear thrives in the darkness and things become larger than they really are. People take advantage of people's fear. Nations, families, and cities can be thrown into times of darkness in world history, times when confusion and uncertainty plunge people into confusion and fear and hopelessness. There was even a period of time known as the Dark Ages, times when evil and tyrannical rulers savagely murdered the earth in other seasons such as Hitler, disasters, and plagues. Darkness settles in and it robs people of a true view of what's going on. Individuals and families experience disorientation where a poor decision can create pain for yourself or for others. The Bible says there's a way that seems right, but its end is death. Not just in bad things, people can pursue other things, careers, knowledge, and even religious things, thinking that it's the right path. And decisions made in darkness can have long-term consequences. Marriages destroyed and addictions formed. What follows after that? Most of the time, we don't choose our darkness There's a loss of a loved one, and it can plunge you into darkness and loneliness and emptiness. It could be a loss of freedom or a loss of finances or things that we take for granted. It could be a pandemic. It doesn't, though, have to be a completely dark world to affect your vision. See, when the lights slowly come on, you still aren't seeing everything correctly. You think you're doing the right thing, but you might be about to bump into a painful trap, and you might miss the hope that is really close to you. In fact, you might mistake the people near you as enemies when they're really friends. As we begin our new year in 2021, we begin a series that is designed to challenge and equip you to seek the light. Before you launch out with 20 resolutions that you're going to accomplish, before you tell everyone what you're going to do or what you think everyone else should do, before you quit on your marriage or abandon hope for your friends, instead of using willpower to overcome addiction or the disappointment at your lack of discipline with your health in 2020, instead of letting loneliness and depression swallow everything good in your life, Seek the light. Say that with me. Seek the light. 
Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Can you repeat that? Read it out loud with me. Here we go. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. See, there is a light that's available, and God gives that light to us. And we can seek the light by listening to the voice of God. Go with me to Genesis chapter 1 at the beginning of all of creation, where God says this in the very first book of the Bible. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And then God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that the light was good. And then he separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, making the first, marking the first day. Listen, before God spoke, the earth was formless and void. Did not have purpose or structure. Much of our lives can feel that way when we don't know how to make sense of the things that we're walking through. And I want you to know that when God speaks... He speaks into your life, but he brings you light. God speaks, light follows. And God separates life from darkness. So the light is different than the darkness. And when you can't tell the difference and feel confused, God can separate the things that confuse you. There's many people that feel confused about news and things around us and uncertainty. Did you know God can separate the dark from the light? He can come in and bring clarity to any situation. There's a documentary called The Social Dilemma. Have anybody here ever seen that or heard about it? The Social Dilemma was put together by tech execs who became concerned over the last decade about the advancement of technology and how it affects society. And part of that had to do with the algorithms that are used that put us into almost like herding cattle into certain bins, where we only hear from people that think just like us. And so the way the algorithms work is they're working to make money for one thing, but they also populate people around people that only think like themselves. And here's the challenge. When you're in a group of people that all think like you, and all you do is regurgitate the same information, you are unaware of the information anywhere else. You're somewhat in the dark. Different shades of dark, maybe, but you don't see the full picture. And so within that world, when you look at anyone else, you see yourself as being in the light, but you look at other people and see them as in the dark. And what it's done, and the concern of the, the documentary was, is it's created divisions. Divisions between people who only see a perspective from one point of view. And so that that perspective and that division is in politics and ideologies, in health and public policy, and even religion has been intentionally limiting our perspectives on the issue. Even within the church, you might be only hearing from this group of people that listens to that prophet or this group of people that listens to that person, and you don't necessarily see it with full light on the subject. More than ever, you and I need to hear the voice of God. We need to turn the light on in our stories. Can I get an amen to that? I want to challenge Emmanuel to seek the light by hearing God's voice. 
Before we step or make plans or react, we must first listen to God. T.S. Eliot said this, for last year's words belong to last year's language, and next year's words await another voice. It's time to turn the corner and begin to listen afresh to God's voice in a new way. Parents, your kids need you to hit the refresh button and hear God's voice in a renewed way in 2021. Don't just carry the old scripts that got you through survival in 2020. You need to hear God today. Your kids are counting on you. And I would say this for all of us. We need to listen and turn the corner. Paul said it this way when he said in Philippians chapter 3, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting. Everybody said forgetting. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. He is saying, I need to reach for it. I need to seek it. I need to go after it. I need to pursue it. I need to discover where the true light is. Coworkers need people that are Christians to be full of the light of God. We need light. We need the light for the world around us. How many know we live in a dark season of America's history? There's many, but we don't need to be those that have no hope because we have the light of the world living in us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Come on, somebody. We shouldn't be worried. We should lean in and seek the light. As a church, we must believe that God is going to speak to us if we listen to him anew. Now, Jesus begins to speak to different churches in the book of Revelation. But the context is in the middle of all this apocalyptic visions. Anybody here recently been concerned about the end times? Or what is happening in the world around you? Anyone confused about the messages by people around you? Prophecies and conspiracies and uncertainty about politics or the economy or laws or executive orders or justice? And the other side people who think different than you? It's bothering you? In Revelation, Jesus talks to churches and cities and then ends with a command because he's giving the good news in the middle of creative, chaotic times. You see, prophecies are going to go on, and nobody knows exactly the truth. Now, I am still 40, none of your business years old for a little bit longer. And over my lifetime, I have heard more people come up with more ideas about what prophecies say in the Bible. And I have seen more people wrong than I've seen right. Because they're so convinced and whole whole projects, money, time, and effort follows one person's voice who is speaking over in another part of the country about something. And listen, I want to listen to what God has to say. But I also know this. God speaks to the city and the church in the city specifically because we're not the same as Miami, Florida. We're not the same as Barcelona, Spain. We're not the same as any city around the world. God has a word to speak to us in this city. He has a word to speak to Emmanuel. And it is absolutely vital that we lean in and listen to what Jesus has to say to us before we listen to what God is saying on the other side of the world. And specifically in the word of God. And when Jesus is speaking 
At the end of his messages to the church, this one in Philadelphia, he says a familiar phrase in Revelation chapter 3. He says, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. That's a command. That's not a suggestion. He says, in the middle of these apocalyptic times, the church better listen to what the Spirit has to say to us. God has given us all spiritual ears. We are directed to listen with those ears. Turn to the person next to you say, listen up. Turn them on. It's time to listen. And if we don't listen, we are on our own. I, I think there's great hope and great promise that if we are listening, God is going to lead us. I really believe that. On Christmas Day in Nashville, there was a bombing. Anybody hear about it? Somebody had taken an RV and filled it with explosives, drove it downtown, and thankfully nobody was killed. But it was very, very, very dangerous. And, uh, and there, were, there were announcements over loudspeakers, and there was a warning about it coming. And so the police went in when everybody else was going out. I'm thankful for law enforcement and how they protect us. Amen? I am in the middle of a crisis. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and there were five officers that were celebrated that actually went into the danger zone and put their life on the line. And one of them, my son sent me a TikTok video uh, of the testimony of one of those police officers who was a believer. And uh, as he's in this dangerous situation, God actually speaks to him. I want you to watch this real quick. As I'm getting ready to walk toward them, walking back toward the RV, and uh, this might not be politically correct, but this is my truth. And I literally hear God tell me to turn around and go check on Topping, who was by herself down on Broadway. And uh, as I turn around, you know, for me, it felt like I only took three steps. And then the music stopped. And as I'm walking back toward Topping now, I just see orange, and then I hear a loud boom. And uh, as I'm stumbling, because uh, it, it rocked me that hard, I start stumbling. I just tell myself to stay on your feet, stay alive. Unbelievable. Uh, he hears the voice speak to him, and he responds. Did you know God wants to speak to you? Not just in bomb situations. But he wants to speak to you when you're in the middle of a conflict in your family. And there's a fight going on. He wants to speak to you when you're going into a day of work and you don't, don't know how to navigate the day. He wants to help you make financial decisions. He wants to guide you and lead you. Anyone with ears to hear, Jesus said, must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. The Word of God is alive, and the Word of God isn't just alive, it's a person. When I say the Word of God in the Bible, they're the same thing, but in the, in the Scriptures, Jesus is seen as the living word of God. In fact, I read from you from Genesis chapter 1. Now I want you to look in the New Testament at John chapter 1 and how it announces Jesus' entrance into the world. He says this, in the beginning, the word, capital W, already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. And God created everything through him. And nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. This is a powerful statement about who Jesus is, 
But listen, when you read the scripture beginning in Genesis all the way through the Old Testament, Matthew into Revelation, you are encountering Jesus, the word of God. The word of God is powerful and it brings light into your story. And wherever the word is, the light shows up and so does his hope. What does it say in verse 5? The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Friends, if you're in a place where you think you're lacking hope and the season seems so dark to you, remember this. You need Jesus, the living word. You need the Bible, the word spoken over you to turn the light on in your situation. We need the light and the darkness cannot overcome it. The darkness can't stop it. The light is stronger than the darkness. Jesus will shine his light into your darkness when you read his word. When you read it, he'll shine it in. As a church, we are going to go through the Bible in one year together this year. And I'm challenging double dog daring every dang one of you to pick up the word of God and actually read it this year. To not wait for the pastor to preach it on Sunday morning because that is not going to be enough to turn the light in on Wednesday night when you're having trouble or you're facing temptation on Saturday night. You need to read the word every day yourself. Come on, somebody. And so what I want to challenge you to do is go through it with us together. We're using the Bible in one year app, Nikki Gumbel, the Alpha Organization puts on. And, uh, and I want to do something right now. I want you to take your phone out. Every, every one of you, take your phone out. Smartphones, all right? And I want you to go to the App Store right now. So Apple, you go to your App Store there. If you're Android, you go to your App Store. And I want you to pull up the Bible in one year right now and download it while I'm talking. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to wait. I, I'm going to start preaching about anything else till you get this app on your phone right now, Okay. And, and you got three options once you get in there. And you can also do it if you're used to using the Bible app from version. You can get to the same plan. It's the Bible in one year with Nikki Gumbel, and you can, you can see it on there. you got three different options. One's the traditional route where there's scripture read, there's commentary after it, and you can get it done in about 15, 20 minutes a day. Or you can have the uh, express version. If, uh, what do they call it? They call it the express version. You can have the express version where I don't know if they like read the word really fast. In the beginning it was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. I don't know if it's like that. Or if it's just the scriptures and you don't have all the commentary. But you can do that. Or there's a youth version. Come on, they're helping the next generation out that is just for youth. And uh, for the next generation, if you want to read it, I, would, I want to challenge you to do it. Here's the options that you have. You can read it in a traditional way, but many people don't read that way anymore. Many people, all they want to do is they want to, they want to read by listening. So I listen to a lot of books on Audible, that kind of thing. You can listen to the word. There's a function on there. You just hit the speaker and you will hear it read to you. You can literally have the voice of God speaking over you every single day. And I think it's absolutely critical for every one of us to do it. Not just for a moment, not just for the hype of the first week of the year. All right? I'm talking every day of the year. I love what Bob Goff says. He says, I keep putting things in the microwave, and God keeps putting them back in the crock pot. <laughs> we want it so fast, but you know what? We need to stretch it out. We need to let the whole word speak to us, not just one verse. There's a whole bunch of error and bad preaching and bad sharing out there, because all they did is read one verse out of context. 
When you read through the whole Bible, you get the full counsel of God, and God leads you. Then every single day, what you end up having is the light. Turn back on. Now the word of God becomes a lamp to your feet and a light to your pathway. Now you're not confused. And now the word corrects you. And now the word strengthens you. And now the word helps you through every single day. Jesus is the living word of God. What does it say again in Psalm 119, 105? Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Now there's some other opportunities throughout this series that we'll talk about in seeking the light. For example, beginning uh, a week from tomorrow on January 11th, we're going to begin 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so that's just another way of pursuing God and seeking the light. Starts a week from tomorrow tomorrow together as a church. And then uh, a, a week from this Wednesday on January the 13th, we have our Seek First prayer service where you can come in on Wednesday and we're just going to pray and worship and seek God and go after him. And I encourage you all to join us for that either in person or online. I just think it's a great way to seek him first. Now, what if every one of us chose to seek the light now in 2021? What would happen? What would your thoughts be like? What would your relationships experience, your work? Would you be insecure? No, you'd be more secure because you know that God is with you. And if you seek the light by reading the Bible, what would you experience as each new week rolls by? New conspiracies are formed around you in society and the government and the, the news and all. People are trying to draw you in to the social conflict. But instead of being drawn into that, what if the light actually shown you what to say and do each moment? What if your family had an argument and the word of God leapt to your thoughts that even a fool is counted wise when he keeps his mouth shut? What if overwhelming loneliness consumed you but the words of God spoken over you begin to change the way you think? God won't leave us alone in our grief and those of us that have lost, I feel your pain. But I want you to feel encouragement from Psalm 23 that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I won't fear because you are with me. See, God is with me. The truth is I'm not alone when God is with me. What if all the decisions that you have to make in your career with your finances or with marriage or with children, whatever it may be, what if you had someone speaking to you about those decisions? In Isaiah 30, it says, your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. How many want that voice behind you? On a daily basis, and not just in church. In fact, I think the word of God needs to thrive outside of the church. I better be preaching the word every Sunday in here. But the word of God, you need to test positive, not for COVID, but for the word in your system. If I were to test you in March, do you still got the word in there? If I were to test you in July, do you still got the word in there? Because listen, the word of God is the light that you and I need. And it's the light that the world around us needs. And Jesus isn't just a great concept. He actually came for you. You know, in the last couple months, I've read all the stats and I've heard the stories. And as a pastor, I hear some gut-wrenching stories about people throughout the pandemic hurt and pain, friends that are in the hospital right now on the brink of death. And we need to pray for the people that are sick, that they would recover, amen? 
Not just give in to it. We need to continue to fight on our knees and call it out. This isn't from God. COVID's not from God. So we just need, we need to call it out and pray on behalf of those people. But when people are in despair around, some have lost their jobs. And on the other hand, some people have the best business that they've ever had in a year. So it's the best of times and the worst of times. And in the middle of it all, there's this privacy that's occurred where people are withdrawn and we don't really know how each other are doing. We only know what people present in the social media context because we're not actually seeing people. We see masks. But we don't know what's going on in people's hearts. What's going on in people's hearts is somewhat scary. Pornography is at an all t- uses at an all-time high. And I'm not saying that because we need to point an ugly finger at people that are doing pornography. Those people are feeling guilt and shame. They're trying to escape from pain, and it's not a medicine that, that is helping them. It's not actually helping them. They're hurting. They're alone. People are dealing with suicide and addictions. People are going to drinking and alcohol, and they're withdrawing. And friends, they're in dark. It's getting darker and darker. But you know what every one of them needs? They need the light. They need the light of the world, and his name is Jesus. And Jesus came for them, and Jesus came from you. So I know that even under the sound of my voice, some of you are going through those things. Some of you are facing depression. Some of you have a marriage that's about to break up. Some of you are going through pain and difficulty and loneliness. But I want you to know, Jesus came for you. In John chapter 12, verse 46, this is what Jesus says. He says, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. You don't have to stay in the dark. You need to look to Jesus. You don't have to remain outside. You don't have to feel all the pain by yourself. All you need to do is look to Jesus who is the light of the world. Turn the light on. Let his light shine into a dark world and trust him and you'll no longer be in the dark. If you will right now, could you just close your eyes wherever you are? I don't know everybody's story, and I don't know where you've been, but I know that you are in the best place possible right now. Even those of you that are joining us online, I want you to know just joining us is the best decision you made all day. But right now, you're in a place where you alone know what's going on on the inside. And I got two questions. The first one is for everyone, believers and those that are just curious. Have you, no one's looking around, but if you this year or even recently experienced more darkness coming in and there's things inside of you that just you need Jesus' light to shine into. You need Jesus' light to shine into your friendships or into your relationship. Maybe you need Jesus to shine into your private activities or Jesus to shine into your thought life. But if you're here right now and you're like, Pastor Nate, I need the light of Jesus to shine into some of the darkest things kind of crept into my life. And if that's you, just put your hands up. That's me. Honestly, that's just where I'm at. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, I just thank you, Lord, that you said that if we confess to you, confess meaning the homo logeo of God, to speak the same thing as what you already see. You see what we're talking about. Now we say it to you. Would you shine your light in? Help us to not cover up like Adam and Eve did in the garden. Help us to instead open up and allow your light to shine in our stories. I pray, God, that, Lord, that there would be no shame as we bring things to you, but you would dispel shame and replace it with bedrock truth. 
And I pray, God, that you would help us. For those, oh God, that are experiencing addiction or they're experiencing overwhelming uh, powers on their life and they feel like they can't break out of this prison that they're in, I pray, God, that you would come and you would begin to shine your light. For some, Lord, you'd break them free right now. And for others, oh God, on their journey, as they seek you and they read your word and they know Jesus, the living word, I pray, God, that, Lord, that you would break them out and it would be day by day, that there would be a day by day miracle of the light shining at home and at work and spaces outside of the church. I pray, God, that the light would shine brilliantly in people's lives. Let them experience that. I pray, God, that young people and old people alike would experience the present tense, fresh voice of God spoke over our lives that brings light. Lord, we thank you for that. Just keep your heads bowed and eyes closed for just a moment more, if you would. The other group of people here today, you are outside, you're away from God. Perhaps you once had a relationship with Jesus, but you wandered away. And I don't know your story, but I know that you're in the right place today and you, it's your time to come home. It's time for the light of Jesus to blaze brightly in your soul again. And like a prodigal son or daughter, it's time for you to stop running away from the light and start running to the light. And today, you need to come back to God and give your life back to him. Or if you never surrendered to Jesus, you never even tried before, but today is your day to ask Jesus in your life. And if this is that moment, if you need to give your life to Christ and you need to come back to him, just put your hand up and say, that's me, Pastor. And they, yeah. Yeah, several people, yes, 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 yes. I want to do this right now. I want to lead you in prayer because I believe that Jesus will hear your voice. You've been hearing him while I've been preaching. But look, now it's time for you to speak out to him. You need to respond and seek light by turning to Jesus. And if that's you, and you just raise your hand because you're giving your life to Jesus, you're coming back to him. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And you can pray these words, just repeat them after me. And everybody else, you can join right in. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came to the earth, died on the cross for my sin, and then you rose from the dead. And I know you're alive. Today, I surrender to you. I ask you to take over and turn the light on. I'm yours for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Somebody give the Lord some praise in the house, amen. If I could have you do this, if you just prayed that prayer, I want you to keep walking with the light in front of you and stay on that journey. If you could take your phone out and just text the word Emmanuel, if you just prayed that prayer to give your life to Christ or come back to him, text the word Emmanuel to 313131, and I want to send you a quick link on your next steps of keeping the light in your story. One more time, give it up for all those that gave their life to Jesus or came back to him today. All right. Thank you for listening to Emmanuel Today. To learn more about the many ministry opportunities we have throughout the week, be sure to check out emmanuelcc.org.